one thing I learned about my chiropractor is that the spine is the interstate, the highway, the freeway that all of our nerves travel on. They can't get to anywhere in our body without the spine. The spine is the main thing that they all travel through. So if we line up our spine, the body will usually heal itself. Line up the back and the body will follow. And that's exactly what we're going to try to attempt today. We want to talk to you about three syllables that will fix most everything. Use these three syllables and happy will follow. So thanks, Momentum Chiropractic, for bringing us that. And thanks for bringing us this episode. If you're ever in the Pacific Northwest, Momentum Chiropractic in Puyallup, Washington is definitely worth the drive. I'm going to show you how to operate in a spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. What's up, Happy Lifers? Thanks for joining us today. So glad that you joined us. I hope you've enjoyed our last couple of weeks with Joe Espinoza, fellow Happy Lifer. And uh, we are all in this thing together, right? It's never been truer than it is right now. They're even saying that all over the news now. We're all in this thing together. I like that concept. You know, I grew up in the church. I grew up a preacher's kid. And then I traveled to churches all over the place. So I'm pretty familiar with church. And the number one reason people say they don't go to a church is because of hypocrites. I'm not going to go because that place is full of hypocrites. Well, (laughs) if that's the case and we're not being hypocrites ourselves, uh, then we wouldn't go to the convenience store. Oh, what would life be without the convenience store? You know it don't come easy. Come to 7-Eleven where the good things come easy. I mean, I live right across the parking lot from a gas station. And that's a beautiful thing. I made a little secret entrance and exit out of my fence so I don't have to walk all the way around the neighborhood to get... Anyway, but if I'm not being a hypocrite myself, I would never go to the convenience store because every convenience store is the same. Every gas station is the same. You walk through the front door and there's someone at the counter that say, welcome, how are you? Do you think that they mean that? Do you think that the bank teller, for the most part, really cares about you or your money? Or neither of those two. And yet when you walk in, they're all nice and being friendly to you. But do you think that they really feel that? Do you think they really care about that? Do you think that the checker or the bag or the grocery store is being friendly to you? Do you think they really feel that? Or are they just being hypocrites? I mean, if those that say the statement, I won't go to a church because it's full of hypocrites. If, if they weren't going to be hypocrites themselves, then they won't go to a 7-Eleven or Walmart or Target or a bank or a restaurant or a theater or a bowling alley, or a skating rink, or around the neighborhood, right? Because truth is, hypocrites are just everywhere. They're everywhere, they're everywhere, they're everywhere. Truth is, we are all hypocrites in some form or another. Now, let me try to explain that. As humans, we tend to project the things that we don't like about ourselves onto someone else. It's called psychological projecting. So, I hate tailgaters. I don't know about you, but I cannot stand tailgaters. When someone's tailgating me, 
oh, I'm, I'm having a conversation with them. They can't hear me. They're in the car behind me. They can't even hear me, but I'm just having a conversation. Man, I'm just letting them have it, right? <laughs> I'll gun the car and I'll pull way ahead to make a point. Then when they catch up, I'll gun it again, you know? And, or sometimes I'll just pull over on the shoulder. You know, it's not a shoulder. I'll just pull over and make them pass me. Then when they pass me, I, I pull up behind them. And not just behind them, I mean like right behind them, really fast so they know that I didn't like the fact that they were tailgating me, <laughs> okay? Uh, I have a right to hate tailgating, right? But the problem is, is that when someone's in front of me, I'm the tailgater. I'm in a hurry. I'm trying to get someplace. I'm like, and I'm having another conversation with the person in front of me. I'm saying, do you see all these cars behind you? Why are you going so slow? Can you just, and, and the very same guy that will speed up passive aggressively or pull over on the shoulder and let a guy pass me is, is the same guy that will tailgate somebody else when they're not going at the pace that I want them to go at. Psychological projecting. I mean, I get angry with others for doing something that I do to others. So for those of us who have ever said a statement like, I won't go there because that place is full of a bunch of hypocrites, we probably need to stay away from going to our own house. I mean, because we're all in this boat together. I mean, let's face it. We all have issues. The things we get mad about other people are oftentimes the very things that, that we are angry about ourselves or that we do. And that's why we project that on other people. I know it doesn't make sense, but yet it's a real deal. The other day I was getting a coffee with my wife and I had my mask on. I don't know if this is the way it is where you live, but where I live, you have to wear a mask when you go inside now. And so I had my mask on ordering the coffee and I said something about to the barista about, you know, this chai is excellent chai, but you know, drinking it through this mask just, I mean, I know it filters the chai, but it just tastes terrible. And she just started laughing. Obviously I don't drink it through the mask, but I'm just, I'm just making a joke. And she said, Hey, I haven't heard that one yet. And I was surprised by that. I was like, for real? I mean, all the people that you serve every day, I can't believe you haven't heard that one yet. I thought you would have heard that one a million times. And she says, no, I haven't heard that one yet. What I, what I'm normally hearing is something along the lines of, well, I'm an American. I have rights. That whole attitude, you know, and she said, that's what I'm used to hearing to which i responded wouldn't it be great if we could hear i'm an american and i respect the rights of others i'm an american and i wear this mask because i have rights but i want to honor other people that that are immunocompromised or i mean wouldn't it be great instead of saying i'm an american i have rights to be i'm an american and i support other people i'm an american and i respect other people i'm an american and i don't have to wear this mask but i choose to wear this mask because it makes people nervous or puts people in a compromised situation when i don't I would much rather have my country be known for its thoughts of others, its generosity, be known for its kindness, its honoring of others than for demanding its rights. And there's a lot of countries that don't like America because that's how they see America, always demanding our rights. It's a, it's a free country, which takes me to this thought that I've been wanting to podcast for ever since the 4th of July. I've been wanting to podcast this. It's a thought that's been going on, on and on and on and on in my head. And it's a passage from the Bible. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 13 through 15, it says this. Check this out. This is, I, I can't believe this. I mean, <laughs> it just blows me away that it's actually in the Bible. Here it is. Galatians 5, 13 through 15. Quote, it is absolutely clear that God has called you to a free life. Just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do and destroy your freedom. Rather, use your freedom to serve one another in love. That's how freedom grows. For everything we know about God's word is summed up in a single sentence. Love others as you love yourself. That's an act of true freedom. If you bite and ravage each other, watch out. 
and no time at all will be annihilating each other. And where will your precious freedom be then? End quote. So the other day I'm in Sharon Williams and I'm with a manager and, and, and they're helping me get, get some paint. And I had forgotten my mask and I'm not supposed to be in there without the mask on. And so I said something to the lady about that. And I said, Hey, I just want you to know, do you need me to leave because of the mask? And she says, no, that's okay. You just, I would just come I already ordered, already ordered the paint. And I'm just coming to pick it up. She says, no, you can, you can get the paint. That's fine. I said, I just want to let you know that if you, cause a lot of these companies, they, they're, they're, they are instructed. They have to tell us to go if we don't have the mask on. I said, I just want you to know if you want me to leave, I will. If you were to tell me that I need to leave without having my mask on, I would not get angry with you. I would just walk out because it's my bad that I don't have my mask on. She said, oh my goodness. She says, you should have been here a little bit ago. There's a lady in here that had a mask on and there was a dude in here that had no mask on. She said, when they went outside, those two went at it for the longest time, just fighting each other. So that leads me to the three syllables that will align us like my chiropractor aligns me. We're going to go to the happy chiropractor today. You okay with that? (laughs) I like the sound of that. If we can learn to say these three syllables more often, I'm convinced the happy will follow. Now, it's not like we can't say these three syllables. They're just three syllables. They're two simple words. It's that we won't say them. This totally reminds me of the Fonz in Happy Days. But Fonzie, you told me it was the right thing to do. Look, I know what I told you to do, but when I told you to do that, I was... Ralph, I was... You mean you were wrong? (laughs) Fonz was the cool dude that could do everything except for say three simple words. Three syllables he couldn't say. He could do everything else, but he could not say, I was wrong. (laughs) It was a funny scene because they're just three syllables. How hard are they to say? Now, those aren't the three syllables that I'm talking about in this episode, but it's the exact same thing. So come on already, Steve-O. Give us the two words. (laughs) Truth is, many of you have probably figured out the, the syllables already. You probably figured out the two words already. But the reason I'm stalling is because I'm trying to make a point stick. If I just said the words, one could either just dismiss them or give more excuses why they won't say them. However, if I don't give those words out just yet, it gives the concept some more time to sink in, which is what I want because I want some alignment right here so the happy can follow. Because I'm telling you, they're just three syllables, two words. And saying them will bring such freedom and happy to not only us who say them, but also to those who are listening to us say them. Like Jimmy Durante says at the end of every one of our podcasts, make someone happy and you'll be happy too. So I'm sorry. What do you mean you're sorry? You didn't say anything wrong. <laughs> no, I'm not, not apologizing. Those are the three syllables. I'm sorry. That's what I told the manager. That was helping me out in the paint store, get me that paint. When they, they told me that story, I said, you know what? I've learned something a long time ago that life is just easier if you just say, I'm sorry. It just makes life so much simpler for me when I just say, I'm sorry. I might not even be wrong. I was, <laughs> but I'm not saying I'm wrong. I'm saying I'm sorry. If I hurt that person's feelings or made them feel dishonored in any way, then I am sorry. 
whether I'm right or I'm... (laughs) If the dude in that situation just said he was sorry for not wearing a mask instead of trying to defend himself or demand his American rights, the conversation would have been finished in about as much time as it took him to say those three syllables. That guy being a painter, being a contractor, probably pays good money by the hour. How much money did he waste having an argument with someone that it went nowhere? If he could just said, I'm sorry, it would have changed everything. The situation would have dissipated. You know, saying you're sorry isn't saying that that what you did was... It's just saying, if I hurt your feelings, then I'm sorry. So just say it. I'm sorry. Don't be the Fonz. I was wrong. Yeah, that's right. I was what you just said I was just then. (laughs) I think the biggest reason we don't say I'm sorry is because we don't want to be hypocrites. We don't feel it, so we won't say it. Feelings. Feelings. Nothing more than feelings. Nothing more than feelings. I'm telling you, man, that's just wrong thinking. If we spend our lives only following our feelings around, we're going to get in trouble. At the very least, we're going to hurt and maybe even damage or destroy others. I mean, go on social media right now and you'll see what I'm talking about. Our quote-unquote keyboard ninjas, Joe Espinoza called them uh, in our last podcast, they're not getting the full picture, right? Those that get behind their keyboards and they can say whatever they want behind their keyboards and act like they're so brave and everything, they're not getting the full picture. When I'm just letting it rip and hiding behind my keyboard, I'm only giving attention to one set of feelings. I'm not thinking of the thoughts and hearts of those who will be reading my remark. Or am I? Maybe I am. Maybe I'm so angry I want to psychologically project my angers onto others and make them angry to make myself feel better. But that's wrong thinking. It doesn't work. The song doesn't say, make someone crappy and you will be crappy too. That song wouldn't make it. And yet a lot of us are trying to live our lives that way. I mean, feelings are powerful and they're there for a reason. Feelings are meant to be felt, not ignored. However, feelings make horrible bosses. Instead of Jason Bateman and Jennifer Aniston and Jamie Foxx and Kevin Spacey and all the others who starred in Horrible Bosses 1 and 2, feelings should have had the starring role in those films because feelings make horrible bosses. Now, most of us know that life is a magazine, right? And we know that life is a game, and it's even a kind of insurance. But did you know that life is also a movie? It had Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds in it, 2016, 17, I think somewhere around in there. Did you know that life was a program of the EU? It's what they use to fund the environment and climate. Life is even an encyclopedia. But if you think about it, life is a lot like a company as well. The dictionary describes company as, quote, the fact or condition of being with another or others, especially in a way that provides friendship and enjoyment. Now, I know that's talking about company, not a company, but about having company. But Wikipedia says about a company that it's, quote, an association of people with a specific objective. Company members share a common purpose and unite to achieve specific declared goals. Doesn't that sound like life? 
I mean, it sounds like the life I want to have, being with another, especially in a way that provides friendship and enjoyment, coming together to unite to, to achieve specific and declared goals and association of people. That's, that's life to me. Life is like a company. Every company has an employer and employees. Feelings belong in the company of life. They are there and they're not going anywhere. So you can't ignore them. So if you can't ignore them, we need to embrace them, acknowledge them, love them. Just don't make them the boss and certainly don't make them the CEO because that leads to one unhappy company because feelings are horrible bosses. They're not stable. They're all over the place. They're even schizophrenic at times. I mean, they're terrible bosses. Now, imagine a job where you're working next to an unstable employee. I mean, they follow every thought that comes in their head. They say it out loud. They don't think about other people. They're rude. They're unstable. They're high one minute, low the next minute. I mean, they're just angry one minute, happy the next minute. That, That kind of a work environment stinks, right? But imagine that the boss is stable and caring and that that stable, caring boss shows up every day in the factory or shop or salon that you are working in. That changes everything. The unstable employee is no worry when the stable boss shows up. When the boss shows up, the situation's solved. However, you flip that situation. If we had our way, a lot of us, where we have coworkers, we want the coworker that's stable and fun, and they think of others, and, and, and they're, they're solid, right? Which is great. Sounds fun, right? Yeah, until the unstable schizo boss shows up, because then it changes everything. So whether you say, I'm sorry or not, whether you say I was or not, whether you honor or dishonor others or not, whether you live life in a happy state or an angry one basically depends on who's the boss. Welcome to a critical analysis of who's the boss. So we don't say the three syllables, I'm sorry, or even I was You mean you were wrong? <laughs> because we don't feel it. We don't believe it. Isn't that hypocritical? Don't see that as being hypocritical. See it as firing the one boss and replacing it with a stable one. Not firing your feelings, just demoting them to the place in the company they fit better at. Employee. See it not as hypocritical, but as taking control of your company, taking control of your life. Instead of your feelings bossing you around, telling you what you should do, what you shouldn't do, how you should feel, what you should say, what you shouldn't say. Emotions are in the company. They're in your life to make the right choices feel better so that you'll make them more often. And they're there to make the wrong choices feel worse so you'll make less of them. Did you catch that? Feelings are there to make the right choices that we do feel better so that we'll do them more often. And they're there to make the wrong choices feel worse so we'll do that less. That's the point of them. Feelings aren't there to make wrong choices out of right ones. They're not there to lead us down a bad path and drive our life company into the ground. They are there to enhance and enrich. They're there to elevate and optimize our life, our company instead. If they are the boss, they will destroy that company we call life a lot more than they will ever fix it. However, if our feelings and emotions are merely employees who are guided what to do, what to say, and where to go, they fulfill the role and the life company becomes the happy company. However, it would appear by how we act that many of us believe that we are subject to our feelings. 
whatever they tell us to do, we have to do it. We have no choice in the matter. But that's wrong thinking. We can make our feelings subject to us. My wife and I say this to each other all the time. Feelings aren't right or wrong. They're just feelings. It's what you do with them that makes them right or wrong. I mean, have you ever said or thought, I shouldn't be feeling this way? Or why am I thinking like that? What's wrong with me? Someone once told me that feelings and thoughts are a lot like birds. You can't stop birds from flying over your head, but you can't stopping them from making a nest in your hair, right? I mean, like when, when my wife says she feels cold, I can't tell her it's not cold in here. I mean, I can tell that, but to her, it feels cold to her. That's her feelings, right? It's the choices that we make that determine whether the feeling is right or wrong. To be honest, feelings are contagious. They feed off of each other. That's why depression is such a horrible boss. Anger is a horrible boss. Sadness is a horrible boss. So demote them. Turn them back into the employees of the company. They can help us as employees the same way that they can destroy us as employers. As employers, they're going to hire all their other friends to come work with them. Anger will hire violence and high blood pressure. Sadness will hire despair. Depression will hire hopelessness. But as employees, anger Depression and sadness can learn self-control with a good boss who is there to guide them through that and lead them through that. So I hope that helps. And I know, I know for me, a lot of times I can't do this on my own and I just ask God to help me with that. You know, when I realize that my, my feelings have taken over, um, I just say, God, I'm feeling very angry and I ask you to help me with that because he's a good boss. When people say that he is Lord, that's what Lord means. It's an old English term that means boss means like good boss, like the one in charge. And so he's going to help us when feelings get in the way and all of a sudden feelings get ahead of God, then they become God. But when we put them back down where they belong, we demote them and say, wait a minute, God, what do you think about this? And God says, Hey, honor each other, love each other. Otherwise you're going to lose your freedom. If you use your freedom to say, Hey, it's a free country. I can do whatever I want to do. Right. If you use your freedom um, as an excuse to do whatever you want, Galatians 5, 13, 14, right. You will destroy your freedom. So don't let them be the boss. Don't let them be the CEO. It's not being hypocritical. It's you taking control of your life and saying, wait a minute, I'm not going to let you, because I feel this way, I'm not going to let you tell me what I'm supposed to do, not supposed to do. You are in control of your feelings, which I think is very appropriate for us to talk about during this time, this crazy, crazy time. someone happy Make just one someone happy and you will be happy too. Your company of life, let's make it a happy one. Thanks for listening. I hope that helped. Remember, life isn't perfect, but it can be happy. Steve Ace.